going to see these like super like luxury apartments. Like my mom is like bragging on me, and by the end of the showing, the realtors like I'm proud of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to that point, like everybody is proud of me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the August B and Scott Show. Yeah. This podcast holds the belief that business and investing are team sports. We drop gems to help you turn your capital into generational legacy. We're sharing with you the best stories of successful African-American business owners and entrepreneurs. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six-figure YouTube earner and the author of the book, Smartphone Millionaire, How to Lend to People real estate and businesses from the palm of your hand and if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure youtube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states i would love for you to join me over at the classy climb youtube channel this episode of the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast is sponsored by Hood Estates. Hood Estates is offering a Hood Estates Elite Real Estate Investing Program, as well as a Hood Estates Trekking Program. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also find them on Instagram at Hood Estates. And now, here are your hosts, Miss Flipping in Heels, Rashawna Scott, and Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby. Charles Oglesby. Charles Oglesby. This is the Oglesby and Scott Show. My name is Charles Oglesby with Miss Rashonda Scott. Thank you all for tuning in. The purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful African-American business owners and investors. With us today, we have Nia the Lot Goddess. She is a social media phenom. She's made over a million dollars in sales and she's only 20 years old. So can you introduce us or welcome to the show? And can you introduce us? Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Wow, that sounds really cool. I'm 20 years old. 20 years old. Yeah. And you're like no, a you social said, media you phenomenon. School, that's why I was like, how do you? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not in school. I was. I stopped uh-huh. going to school. I, school wasn't for me. I went to all types of school and it didn't work out. What part of the country are you in? I'm from New York City. Okay. So you're still in New York right now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Why wasn't school for you? Um, I mean, you know, as a young kid, when I was, you know, coming out of high school, I mean, it was just a lot going on, and my support system wasn't the greatest at that time for that specific moment, and it was just really difficult. And you know, grades is dropping, and you don't really have any friends. It's just not really a place for you. You're not inspired. You don't really care for nothing. I remember being like 17 and everybody, like, you know, my class, they like, they know what they want to do. They know what they, you know, want to major in college. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, you know, and I don't really care for nothing. Like everybody's like, yeah, I'm applying to this school. That's what I'm like. I don't care for none of this at all. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care for none of these schools mean nothing to me none of these majors mean nothing to me none of these career choices mean nothing to me i don't really care about none of this you know so like i went to college cool it was cool but you know at the time that i was doing college i actually liked college i did really well in that but at the time that i was doing college i was also doing like my own business sort of at the time i was a hairstylist and it just didn't make sense for me to be paying money to go to school and then losing money because I'm not at work. It was just like, this is too much money to be losing. So I just mm-hmm. stopped. 
Mm-hmm. So that so you went opposite of what everybody else went, but here you are on the podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. Like it's really crazy. And I talk about this like and I recently spoke about this. Like, you know, when I like not really not long ago. I talked about this like so long ago. Oh, I was eighteen, it's two years ago. I really felt like I was like the epitome of failure and now it's like I'm the definition of success. It's crazy. So what changed? Or I mean, what happened? I, I wouldn't even think anything changed, really. Um, I mean, like, it's just like when we all grow up and it's kind of like you're taught that certain things have value. You know, I was, always, I was always popular on social media, but I never, that never had value until I started making money. Now, all of a sudden, it's like you're a genius. You know, when I was a kid and I was just, you know, I, w- I was famous on everything. I was Facebook famous. I'm Instagram famous. <laughs> MySpace famous. Black talent famous. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, that might, be, that might be before your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but it was never like, it was kind of just always like, oh, that never had any any weight or any meaning. But now it's just like, oh, wow, what you've done with social media is amazing. Like, it, you know, growing up, it's just like, people put so much value on school. They put so much value on like these traditional things. They don't put value on really a lot of this new age stuff. And it's kind of like, it's crazy because you know, this, this new stuff that goes on can put a lot of like black people, a lot of, you know, the underdogs in life in like amazing, you know, positions that we've never been in, you know, to the point where it's like every day in my life, I'm always like, People will never guess what I do. Like, it's always that awkward moment when I'm doing anything. You know, recently I had, like, I buy my employees' devices. My customer service team, they, they have iPads. They have laptops. My social media marketing team, they have, I went to get her phone. And the people are, like, you know, asking me all these questions. And then, you know, I'm just, like, they don't, they don't know what I'm doing. They're like, what are, what are you talking about? What are you doing? What is this phone for? And I'm like, well, you know, I have my phone. I actually have two phones, but I need this phone for my employee. And it's like, what? People never think that I'm doing what I'm doing. It's, it's just, it's mind blowing to them. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I could be in a store buying clothes and they're just like, what are you doing? What's the occasion? What's the event? I'm like, I need work clothes. <laughs> like, I need some clothes. What I think what's so good about it is what you said with social media is the same thing that you applied when you were in school and you said, make it make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so with social media, from you saying, okay, make it make sense. Now you leveraged it and you, you know, built your platform and built your business and you leveraged it in that manner. Right. And then in school, it wasn't necessarily fueling you. It didn't make sense. So you found other things that could make sense for you, you know, and here you are. Well, you know, I'm born near Menorville, known as near the lock God. Um, I started out as a hairstylist. I did hair for three years and I eventually started selling, um, what started off really as just an oil, but grew into an entire product line that was like for people with locks. I was um, a hairstylist, but specifically a loctician, which is like a person who specifically does locks. So I created a whole hair care line that is, um, that was, you know, not limited to, but for people with locks. Right, right. Yeah. Right. 
And then was, so the product was something that you just created one day from scratch or was it something like, were you trying other products in a marketplace and none of it was working? Not, I mean, well, honestly, lock products specifically, that space is like a great space to be in. I really feel like that's why I've, you know, amassed the amount of success that I have because it's like, most of the products on the market for locks are really terrible. Like as a loctician, I never used like any of that stuff. Most of the time I was mixing up my own stuff anyway, or using like alternative kind of things. Like really like a lot of the products that are marketed towards locks are really freak. Like they're horrible. They're horrible. It's why like a lot of people with locks have this bad rep of like, Oh, your hair is dirty. Or, you know, like, a lot of these stink, all that kind of stuff. And it's because like, yo, the products that are being sold to us suck. They really suck. They they have chemicals. They have, they leave buildup. They don't like cleanse your hair properly. It doesn't do anything positive. But these are, these are what we have to work with. When you go into the beauty supply store and you say, hey, you got anything for locks? They point you to like really the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, you know, quality. So... You know, for me, it was like with my clients, I kind of already used alternative stuff and mixed up my own stuff. So it's like when I came out with the products, it was just very like new and refreshing. And, and a lot of people really took to it. And it was kind of just like I really just started it like, you know, because I needed some extra money, like to be honest. But it was like I was so knowledgeable on it. And I was coming at it from such a great like angle and perspective that nobody else was and it just it hit off different because it's like I'm a part of this community I have locks I've been growing my locks for 11 years I was doing locks for three years you know like a lot of these people a lot of the owners of these lock products is a bold white dude so it's like <laughs> come on like, somebody <laughs> so I love it I what love was it. your you made, first product sense. what was your first product and what does it the line consist of now um, so the very first product was the oil. That was the very first product. Um, the line now has a, a oil, a spray, a shampoo. We're coming out with a conditioner and we're coming out with a gel. So, you know, all of that. That's a little, that's actually a little preview because, you know, some of them don't know what's coming out for the next drop. Nice. And how old is the company? 10 months. Wow. Wow. Like, actual product line 10 months nice i love the picture where you have you show you like on a kitchen table and then you show yourself in the warehouse what was it like getting the warehouse how did you make that happen um that was that was hectic that was crazy that wasn't even that long ago um that whole the whole (laughs) it's funny story like it's funny especially where i am today like it's a whole the whole story is hilarious um have you ever heard of lunex cosmetics Cool. No. Oh, really? Okay. Well, this this is much more impressive than me. But there's basically this this. Well, she was 20 at the time, but a 20 year old black female entrepreneur started her own skincare line. She actually made a million dollars in eight minutes. Went super viral, crazy. At the t- like, literally, I was a nobody, a whole nobody. And it's like I saw her story. Like she went super viral. I saw her story, and that is, that's what inspired me. To be like, you know what? Like during quarantine, I'm like, you know what? It's no way I'm sitting in this house for a month straight and I haven't made a dollar. And there's people out here making a million dollars in eight minutes. Like, there's no way. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Next drop, we're going crazy. We're putting out a whole bunch of, you know, I, I decided to really go big. 
and it, it really just worked out. And from there, I was like, yo. But I didn't think it all the way through. I was like, yeah, we're going big. We're going to put out all these. We're going to put out so many bottles. We're going to put out thousands of bottles. And it's like my team was just like, and at the team, my, like at the time, my team was like my aunt. And she's like, where are we putting this? <laughs> with, with what scenes? With what space? Like, we're doing this out of an apartment. I'm like, I ain't even think about that. So we're in a cramped, we're in a room, we're in storage places. We use in my apartment, my aunt's apartment, my mom's apartment for storage. It was crazy. So it's like my mom's a realtor. I'm like, mom, I need a space. I need a warehouse. And it's like during quarantine, it was like, it was so hard. Like nobody wanted to show me any spaces. And then it's like when the, uh, when the protesting started happening, they really didn't want to show nothing. And it was so crazy. I'm like, yo, we're, we're like at, the brink like we we can't do like we're literally on top of each other in this room like this is crazy and it's just like as soon as we could get this place like we got it it was like we did a first the first big drop on may 27th and we got the warehouse june 19th less than a month later wow yeah. nice what were your and what were your numbers from that first drop like just like how many like um quantity right like have uh, as far as the volume how many bottles did you move like my very first drop or the first big one uh, both so my very very first drop was november 11th and that was the launch we did 100 we didn't even do it 100 we did like 90 bottles and that was like that time i did everything myself like i filled it i packaged it brought it to the to the, uh what do you call it Post office. post office did all of that myself by that and that was the very first drop we did like 90 maybe 90 bottles the big the big drop the first big drop we did we did 4,000 bottles 4,000 it was a little over 4,000 I think 4,130 to be exact right so what did you do different to wrap up for that big drop um I always had I always had like the the actual, like, um, what do you call it? Like, there was always, like, a certain amount of hype in my brand. Like, I always had, like, a demand. It was always high. Like, at the very beginning, you know, the demand wasn't too crazy. It was, like, good. Like, the first drop we did, we sold out in 45 minutes. And then it's just, like, after that, it was, like, okay, you know, we continued to sell out pretty quickly. But around February, I had changed my marketing. And I started to like really like kind of like be in people's faces, like pounding like 10 posts a day, like just going in. And it was kind of just like it really like ramped up the demand to the point where it's like we're putting out 500 bottles and it's selling out in three minutes. Want more money to pay off debt and increase your income? I'm Terry Egioma from Invest with Terry, and I teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns. My seven-step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over sixteen thousand in a day without having a large account. Start big or small; these proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. This episode is brought to you by. 24-7 watches. Shop our limited edition luxury watches at 247watches.com. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y 47watches.com. Use code Todd Capital at checkout for a special discount. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 247watches. That's at T-W-E-N-T-Y 47watches. I don't know if you've experienced this, but a lot of people think that when they promote what they do, when they advertise and they tell people what they're selling, that they're going to scare people away. 
but I've found right. you actually you bring more people to you when you Absolutely. promote who you are and what you do. Oh yeah, it's literally the opposite. It's literally like, and I say that to people all the time. Like my main advice that I can give people is stay in people's faces. Like literally stay in their faces. Like I don't understand how people can know you and not know that you have a business. Like if I know you and I'm friends with you, like why don't I know that you, you do this? Like if anyone who knows me, they know that I sell hair care products. They know what I'm doing with my life. Like I put it out there. Like how can you expect anything to come to you? Like closed mouths do not get fed. Like say something, show, show that you do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I share that with uh, my uh, women's group all the time. I tell them all the time, like people need to know that you do what it is that you say you do, especially in real estate, right? People want to work with people who are working. And then I'm also getting deals and opportunities that I've never even had to look for. Like opportunities are literally falling in my inbox because everybody named mama know what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what that's that yeah yeah that's how it's supposed to be <laughs> so one question that we didn't ask you that we ask everybody is what was life like growing up there's so many different areas like so many different ages like what do you mean specifically uh i mean i think you kind of touched on it a little bit when you were talking about like why you didn't go to college or why you went to college and didn't really stay in college but yeah Really, we're talking about like maybe some things you might have saw when you were younger that might have kind of directed you towards entrepreneurship. Um, oh, that kind of stuff. You know what I can say? Living in Harlem was such a blessing. Like, I don't know if, where y'all from. I'm from Chicago. Southern California. Have you ever heard of Harlem? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've heard, you know what? I think that we don't give Harlem Harlem enough. Harlem Mike. Hmm. I don't think we give Harlem enough do, but I know Dame Dash is really big on like how Harlem is different different than other places. Um, so yeah, of course I've heard from Har- I heard about Harlem. Nah, Harlem is de- like growing up here, I can definitely say like first and foremost, like this community, there is a lot of, like I grew up around like a lot of people who are black that, that, had, that had a massive amount of success. You know, like my own mother, real estate broker, has owned the Meadowville Company 20 years you know nearly as long as i've been alive you know my mom had a restaurant at one point in time like living in this community i literally knew and was close to not close to but my mom was close to like a lot of these community leaders like people who owned establishments in in you know in harlem so like it, it was something that was really different from my childhood that a lot of other people don't experience like i remember when obama first got elected and it was it's crazy it's crazy thinking about how I thought at that time and how I think now. Like I remember when I was in it was this place called Mobe's and it was like this big restaurant and I actually met um, Buster Rhymes in there. And you know, it was like packed door to door. We're in there and it's like the election day and everybody's just like so excited and you know, all that and Obama wins and everybody's going crazy. And I'm just like, yo, why are y'all so like surprised? Because as far as I knew, like at, at that time, I had never met anyone who was not voting for Obama. So as a child, you don't even think that these people exist. So it's like me as a kid, I'm growing up in this space of like, yo, everybody's supporting black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and black people are in, in power here. Black people have, you know what I'm saying? So I guess it's like, 
it's almost kind of like in a way like I, I had a different like outlook in a way like of seeing like okay there's success that can be like reached even if you're a black person because it's like in other places you may not see a black person own anything you know what i'm saying uh-huh. you may not see a black person successful in in any degree so it's kind of just like for me to grow up and, and see so much success to even be like, oh, a black person is a president, that's very normal to me. That doesn't even seem out of the ordinary because I'm growing up in a place where it's like people aren't, I, I didn't really see, you know, a lot of racism and I didn't really see like, you know what I'm saying? I'm growing up in such a black community. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people from across the country who like that. That was not my experience growing up. Um, you know, it wasn't completely the opposite, but I definitely like I didn't grow up around any entrepreneurs um, at all, really, especially black entrepreneurs. Um, I want to say I was. Hmm, hey, I had to think about it. Definitely in my immediate family. Um, I want to say I am the first like entrepreneur, right? And so I had to figure out what I remember even figuring out the keywords and the buzzwords like financial freedom and generational wealth. And it wasn't until I started like going to workshops and seminars and meeting, you know, different people and reading books to where like this is my very first time talking about this and having these conversations. I was like, you know, we aren't sitting down at the dinner table and talking about, you know, how to invest in stocks. It just wasn't happening. So uh, I, I think that's really cool that you grew up around that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're 20 years old and you've accomplished so much. What does that feel like and what does life look like for you? Crazy. It's crazy. Everything's so, like, and this all happened so, like, so fast. Like, literally going into quarantine, I was somewhat of a regular person. And coming out, I was, like, a superstar. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was literally crazy. Like, you know, coming out of, like, even when I did hair, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm on Twitter now, but I've been on Instagram. You know, I have three Instagram pages. I think the page with the least followers is, like, 57K. You know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of like I've always kind of had that following on there. And it's like doing hair, people were always kind of like proud of me. And they're like, oh, you're going to go far. Like you're going to do, you know, really, really big things. Like this was all the time. Like when I did hair, like I got this a lot. And it's just like now this is crazy. Like even when like I'm, I'm actually going apartment hunting right now. You know, I, I have an apartment, but freaking New York City is so small. My, my bedroom can only fit my bed. It's ridiculous. So I'm trying to get like a, a much bigger space and it's like going to see these like super like luxury apartments like my mom is like bragging on me and by the end of the showing the realtors like i'm proud of you (laughs) (laughs) to that point like everybody is proud of me i'm in the i was in the verizon buying my employee the phone the freaking verizon person was like i'm proud of you like I, i don't go a day people who haven't spoken to me in, in months years it's crazy like people that probably would have just walked clear by me could have looked me dead in the eye in the street and said nothing these days they stopped paying me i'm proud of you <laughs> it's funny because i literally on your post you said something about you crossed the million dollar mark or something something along those lines and i said i don't even know you and i'm proud of you so oh, it's yeah. funny <laughs> 
So one of the cool like, things that I see is you, you, you present this polished image. How important is that to you and your brand? Well, just like with the, <laughs> the bag and the suit jacket and. Oh, oh how I dress. Yeah. Or is that something I, new? I don't know. I mean, she's just a fly person. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, like, oh. That might be a Harlem thing. Dame Dash would say that's <laughs> right? a Harlem like, thing. What do you mean? Because, because, and when you say that, you know what? I thought it was interesting, though, because uh, Charles, she sounded like you when she said, look, you know, I'm going to just put it out. I'm going to just put it out. I'm going to just put it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't know what, what means what. I just know that there's a demand in the marketplace. And currently, like, our people are not being fed or served. So I mean, that was a bar right there. <laughs> to, to answer that question, um, well, when it comes to, like, my, my style, that's definitely, like, a thing. Like, that's definitely a thing. Because, like, a lot of young entrepreneurs, they don't do that. And it's kind of, like, almost a little weird. But... I always, like, literally, when I was a hairstylist, people always swore up and down that I was so passionate about doing hair, and I never necessarily really was. Like, I remember waking up in the morning to go do hair, and it's like the night before, I would literally dream of myself. Like, in, like, a perfect world, I'm waking up in the morning, and I'm putting on my button-up, and I'm putting on my tie, and, you know, I'm in my walk-in closet. Like, this, this is how I wanted to live. And so it's like, I hated when I really woke up in the morning that I put on a damn sweatsuit and then probably some slides so I could go stand up in a salon and do hair all day. So I always wanted to be in a, in a profession or in a place or in a position where I could dress that way. And it's like, now that I'm a CEO, it's like, it makes perfect sense. So I dress like that because I really always wanted to. Like people, they see me now and they be like, oh, like, you know, do you do this because of how you want other people to perceive you? And it's like, you know, that's a little perk. But it's like, because like, honestly, in my regular clothes, I really do look super young and I do get a different level of respect. But it's like, I really always wanted to dress this way. Like, I always wanted to have that type of like attire. Do you still do hair or do you just strictly focus on the products business? Um, I, I don't actually do any hair. Like, I don't, you can't book me, but you know, I have people around me, like some of my clothes, I didn't have any friends in high school. I didn't have any friends in college. So all of my friends I met through like my, like doing hair, my days of being a hairstylist. So, you know, even most of my employees now, they're people that I know from me doing hair. So, you know, I don't do it, but if it was really like a crunch situation and I own a salon too. So it's like whenever there's really like issues in the salon and I have three stylists, if they can't, you know, do anything, the last resort is me. So, you know, if it's an emergency situation or if it's like a, a friend that I really don't mind and I'm not doing anything, then, I, then I'll do it. But other than that, like I'm not trying to do any hair. Yeah, I was going like, to ask nah, you about that. No, I was going <laughs> to ask you about the doing, having a salon part. So yeah. when did that take place? Um, literally, like, so I had all of this, like, kind of happened is so crazy because, like, people at my old salon, I know they're so tight. But it's just, like, they kicked me out of my old salon. And it's, like, I was in, like, this shambles, like, crazy place of, like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Like, all this, like, shambles and everything. And then it's, like, I found these, like, salon studios to go to and that's when I had like my first kind of place and then it's like literally like when I stopped doing hair I had to just hire somebody to kind of like replace me and then you know in that moment I was like huh, you know maybe I have to make some money off of this you know if I hire a few more people and have a few more stylists you know if it outbalances the rent here's another opportunity 
So does uh-huh. your products business kind of feed into the, the other business and vice versa? Oh, the, the products is like, it'll like the, the salon is like a little baby second stream of income. It's, it's cute, you know, and it also <laughs> is like the place where we breed the content because it's like, you know, you can show the product all day. You show yep. pictures, of, but actually showing like us using it, you can actually see the shine on the hair. You could actually see the growth from this person who came in last month and here they are this month. You can see the ladder, you, you know what I'm saying? You see the people having such a great experience and all of that kind of stuff. That really like brings people towards the products more than ever, anything. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a little second stream of income, but it's also like our content goal. Nice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and you created, I'm sure, a lot of community, obviously, from that, right? Like people are like on that, like, oh, hashtag lot goals, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> like you can just show like the differences, like you said, with the different cuts, curls, styles, color, everything. Um, They're called lot yeah, gods, Rashana, lot gods. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, you can, I think it's a genius marketing um, tactic to, like you said, you have the product, but then you also can show how you're using the product. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Hey ladies, this is your co-host, Rashana Scott. And are you looking for a community of women real estate investors? If so, I want to take a quick second to share with you Infinity Membership. Sorry, fellas, but Infinity Membership is a women's only online community for newbie and experienced investors. Come let your hair down and join a non-judgment zone sisterhood where all of your questions about investing in real estate get answered. This is also an opportunity to learn from the best of the best. Other seasoned and successful women in the industry share their success tips often. Our live group sessions are twice a month and we support each other daily within our private Facebook group. Our sessions range from driving for dollars to working with contractors to out-of-state investing, raising private capital, marketing your deals, and so much more. Does this sound like something that you've been looking for? Well, we would love to have you. For more information, visit us at bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Again, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash infinity membership. So by you being 20 years old, being a business owner, CEO, an entrepreneur, um, a boss, an owner of several different businesses, um, Mm Have you have you hired a business coach? Uh, my mom. I mean, I haven't hired her, but my mom. You know, she she literally is the cheat code of it all. Like she's owned a business for twenty years, as long as I've been alive. She's given me my lawyers, my accountant, like my insurance, like everything that I I don't even do any anything anymore. Like even when it comes to applying for a credit card, mom, can you? You know what I'm saying? I don't even do any of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like my mom really has been like my business coach and, you know, I still have my learning curve of not necessarily knowing what to do in certain situations. And you kind of wish you had someone who, who knew, cause she knows a lot, but when it comes to like my specific area, like she, she did real estate and you know, that comes with, you know, certain similarities 
of just being a business owner, but like when it comes to like what I'm doing, it's a little bit more specific and I do have to go through a learning curve, but she's definitely been a huge help and, and been like so great. And I haven't had to struggle as much as like a lot of people. So I'm, I'm grateful. Nice. Um, what was my question? Oh, so you mentioned that you've been famous on all social media platforms. Hey. I'm curious what the secret is. What's the key to that? Um, I mean, like Twitter, Twitter is an easy one. I've been on Twitter for like two months. Like I, it says I've been on here since 2017, but I, I didn't actually like go public with my Twitter from the jump. Like I just went public with my Twitter because my Twitter, I never was like a Twitter type of person. I was always like a big Instagrammer, but it's like I had been on, I got on Twitter initially, literally because like my favorite artist, she would not drop her like her dates of when she was going to be in New York City on Instagram. So I'm like, yo, I want to know. Like, I want to go to your concert or whatever it is. She was like, on oh, Good Morning America. And it's like, it was only on Twitter. I'm like, yo, I want to see, like, I'm in New York. Like, I want to see you. So I literally made a Twitter just to see, like, when she was going to be in New York City. And, like, that's just what I had it for. I started to make memes on there and, like, screenshot them and put them on Instagram, but I never went public. Like, my Twitter probably had, like, seven followers for the past three years until, like, two months ago. And then it's, like, the first time – I probably went viral on Twitter, like, seven times. The first time I did it, I was like, oh, okay, I know how this goes. Y'all like a good before and after. And after that, just kept just kept playing to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, they loved, like, oh, the room to the warehouse. They love the floor to the millie. Like, they love that. You know what I'm saying? So you hit them with the two packages to 2008. It just goes crazy every single time. Like, you know, you hit them with some a little before and after, you're going to go viral. It's just that simple. I love it. Yeah. Who's your favorite artist? That's the cheat code. Huh? Who was the, the artist? Um, At the time, and this might come as a surprise, but Alessia Cara at the time. I'm, I'm like, what, 17 at the time. So, yeah, that, that's what I was into. Huh. You probably I don't, don't know even know that. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, it's 17-year-olds, man. Yeah, that's what I was into. So how many employees do you have? Um, you know, they really go in and out, but I got five warehouse associates. Uh, I got five, okay, five warehouse associates. We got a customer service. We got my assistant. I think that's everybody in the warehouse. And then we got, wait, is it? Yeah, I think so. We got three stylists. We got me. I feel like I'm missing one person. Mom. <laughs> oh, and my content creator. So that's 12. I mean, I guess my mother. Sure. But yeah, that's 12 people. 12 people. I mean, you, you could go that say 13. But I did have another stylist and I just had to let it go. So it was 13 and then we down to 12. I'm sure most people, most of the people that work for you are older than you. So how do you go about managing people who are older than you? Oh, everybody has like, especially in my warehouse. Oh my God. I love my warehouse team. Oh my God. I love them so much. I love them down. I love them down. We had a disaster in the warehouse today. Uh, absolutely. Like to the point where I'm like crying. It's a disaster. Like we, I don't know if we have time for me to tell the story. We yeah, we got time. So we have, like, we're in New York City, and my facility doesn't have a loading dock. And this is, like, one of those things that I wish that I had, like, someone who knew better to have guided me in that direction and being like, hey, you need a loading dock. But my mom doesn't know this. So, like, we're just trying to find, like, a big space, and this is why I chose the warehouse that I have. 
there's no loading dock. So it's like, it's, it's hell and a biscuit to get these huge deliveries into my facility. Like, it's literally crazy. Like, but today it was just completely out of pocket. We've got like a $30,000 delivery being delivered. This guy, first and foremost, the, the truck that they sent, the actual lift gate, which is like, we have like these drums. These drums weigh 400 pounds, minimum. They go up to like 600 pounds, just for one of them. And the, the lift gate is like the part of the truck that goes like from like, you know, where it's at to the ground. And you're supposed to have a lift gate that's big enough to fit a pallet. Now a pallet can fit four drums on it. This lift gate is too small for the pallet. So it's like, essentially, he basically kind of can't even get it off the truck. Then it's like, also, this is a surprise delivery. When these kind of, when you're delivering like a, a delivery that we talking about like 7,000 pounds worth of stuff. Like you have to tell people like, Hey, we're coming with 7,000 pounds worth of stuff. This ain't nothing you could just leave in a lobby. You know what I'm saying? So they got a surprise delivery. They're calling us 20 minutes before and they're like, Hey, we're coming. We're going to be there in 20 minutes. What? I don't even have my guys here. It's like three females here about to handle 7,000 pounds worth of, of stuff. Like, are you serious? Then you're bringing it on a freaking lift gate that's not even big enough. And then it's like, okay, the guy's moving them individually to bring them onto the lift gate. They're bringing them down. Now it's like, how are we getting it onto a curb? He's leaving it in the road. He's leaving it in the road, like the cars. And it's not like, it's not, it's not even on the sidewalk. It's not in front of my facility. It's nowhere near. It's in the freaking road. Now you did this surprise delivery. You got a lift gate that's too small. You don't even have the pallets on the road you got the individual drums on the road now it's like okay if that wasn't enough of an, a disaster we're trying to maneuver like i'm saying like females we're trying to maneuver this drum into the facility we bring it in the elevator the drum pierces in the elevator it's oil everywhere we in the elevator trying to maneuver i'm panicking i'm like trying to do something we busting our ass the oil's fucking slippery i'm trying to like <laughs> hold this down i'm calling the super bring the keys like i don't even have my key to get downstairs i'm like yo this is freaking madness this is ma i get on the phone with these people and you yo yo i went in i was like this is absolutely unacceptable and, and i need compensation and i need a redelivery and y'all need to take all of this stuff back and y'all are gonna pay for for any damages that have been you know accrued in this time period to my facility like this is ridiculous it was it was horrible it was horrible i was like in shambles my whole team like we're all like trying to get the like it's not just like we're all trying to get the drums in there we're like busting our like we're like slipping and sliding this is a 400 pound item we're trying to maneuver, sliding on oil at the same time. Like, this is just crazy. Did you get any pictures? Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Pictures, videos. Before and after. About to be on Twitter. What you mean? <laughs> no, I thought about it. I even said that. I said, you know what? I should embarrass these people on Twitter. I really should. <laughs> I, and I really can. And I'm like, you know, and I just might. We'll see. You stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for that one. The truth, the untold stories of entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. They should have a reality show. That should be a thing. Like, how they have real housewives, yeah. they should have real entrepreneurs. There you go. <laughs> Start it.
I'll Real follow. I'll watch. <laughs> so we have a few wrap up questions that we're going to go ahead and ask. Um, I love your energy. I love the success you've been able to create. And like you said, a short period of time. Um, and I love the fact that you, you just jump right in and you like, and, and that's why I said, um, you know, because Char Charles has the same mentality of things doesn't have to be perfect, but you just got to get started and you just got to do it. And so it seems like that's it seems like you strongly believe in that, too. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. Like, you might not think something is fire, but everyone else will. <laughs> Before we get into that, are you doing your manufacturing in America or are you importing it from overseas? Like in terms of what? Well, like all the products that you're creating, are you working with people who are they're doing it for you? Or are you doing it yourself? Or how does that look? You mean making the products? Yeah. We do every single thing in-house. Really? Yes. Wow. It's not one product that comes made. Not one. Not one. What? Every, yeah. Swear to God. Every single thing. Oil, and even now, like the conditioner is a hard one, but we, we're doing it in-house. Wow. The conditioner is a hard crazy. one. That one's a crazy one. Like seriously, to the point where it's like we're ordering like special stick blenders because it's, uh, the consistency is not what we usually do. Like everything else is a watery consistency that you could mix with a spoon. But this one, oh no. You mix that with a spoon, you'll be like Papa. So, you know, <laughs> we're working hard to, to do this and we got, we're getting like, you know, machines in there and everything like that. But I don't even, I don't even do that. That I've been, I haven't even gotten into that yet. Like so far. I do, we do all the mixing ourselves. I feel like how you, how you, before we wrap, how you were raised is so important because I feel like what you saw and the people that had success, it still impacts you today. And so you run into difficulties and problems and you still have that same mindset of I'm going to get it done because we just get shit done. It's not, Oh man, what was me? This is going on. Like that's dope to me. You can't do that. You got to, you got to get it done at the end of the day. You know, one thing that I keep with me is like, I ain't go to school. This is what I got. Like, I got to make the best of this. Like, I ain't doing nothing else. I ain't finna do nothing else. So it's like, you can, I can never quit on me. At the end of the day, I always got to figure it out, like some way or another. Hi, how are you? I am Andre C. Hatchett, 15-year mobile notary pioneer and veteran. We have created the Notary Business School, which will show you how to start a successful, long-term, needed business as a mobile notary public. Well, with 15 years of experience and with different downturns in the economy, we have labeled this business as being recession-proof, meaning that you can run this business in any climate, any city, any state in America. On average, our students make between 60 and 200 $150 per appointment, which usually takes under an hour. I'll say that again. On average, our students usually make between $60 and $250 per appointment as a mobile notary public. If you would like to enroll and save a few dollars, go to the website, millinotarypromo.com. That is millinotarypromo.com. Look forward to seeing you in class. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So what does success mean to you? Look, that's that's heavy. That's deep. Um, what does success mean to me? That's a good one. I would definitely just say like really feeling proud of yourself. What is your favorite personal development or business? I don't do the books. Yeah. Or um, podcast, YouTube. Um, I definitely. Hmm, I do a lot of different. I like. I literally will study individual people though. 
but let me think of something. What I, what can I tell you that I've? I think that's good. Who's one one of your favorite people to study? Huh. Definitely like the girl that I was speaking about earlier from Moon X Cosmetics. I learned. I definitely learned a lot from her. That's dope. That is super cool. Um, wow. What sets apart successful business owners or just individuals in general from those who give up, fail, or never get started? What sets like what sets these people apart? Honestly, I, I honestly just think like like to be honest, I think what's for you is for you. You know, one thing about like me, like I, I used to play basketball when I was in high school. I played basketball for eight years. I got nothing out of that. You know, I, it wasn't for me. As soon as I started doing business, it was literally like the whole time I was literally like, you know, even for me, the smaller successes felt like huge successes because no one could have told me I was going to be no damn millionaire. Like I didn't, I didn't think about that. I was happy with the little, if I made a thousand dollars, I was happy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what's for you is for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if something's not working out for you, maybe, maybe it's not nothing to be like super like, oh, I'm not good enough or it's my fault. Like maybe that's just not for you. So before we get to the last question, you have a new product coming out. Can you tell us about that? And can you kind of tell us where they can find that? Oh, um, yeah, I have a new product. So we have, we actually have two new products coming out. Actually, the other one I haven't really announced yet. I don't know who's watching, but, you know, I haven't really announced that one yet. But we are coming out with the conditioner. That's definitely announced. And that one, oh my goodness, I worked so hard on that and it's perfection. It's perfection. I literally like, I even had my workers take like a week off because they, they're working based off of like our drops. So it's like, if I don't do a drop, they're not going to work pretty much. So I, but I was like, you know, if I continue to focus on these drops and everything like that, I'm never going to get this product done. Like I had to mix different ingredients come up with different formulas come up with the budget come up with like how we're actually going to bottle the product come up with like all these different kinds of stuff the labels i had to really like study and search the ingredients because this is not something that's super easy to do like with oil you're like okay i'm just going to take this 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 and that we're going to just mix this together like no a conditioner is completely different you almost kind of have to figure out how you're mixing oil and water you do need some form of chemical. Now you can use things that are not some form of chemical, but something that's not necessarily completely 100% natural. You know, everything in it is, uh, is definitely derived from nature. So I had to make sure that I was using the highest quality of stuff. So it's like, okay, this may not be super easy to do, but we're still making sure that it is still like as natural as possible, more natural than anything on the market for sure. So that was, that was like, definitely, that was, it's, it's a special product. It's definitely special. It's amazing. It's curated for locks. Like a lot of people with locks, like conditioners are just way too thick. They get caught in your locks. Now your locks is mildewing, not this product. This product's amazing. Keeps your locks soft, you know, and you're smelling amazing. It smells really good. And it does not build up. And that's like really a win in the lock community because you don't see that. You don't see that. You mentioned the term drop multiple times. What is a drop? Um, so our products sell out within like now it's not as crazy as three minutes, but it's like it, it's not going to be there for a full day. It's not. It, it doesn't. So you, you promote it and then you say, hey, we're going to release this product on this Friday. 
Mm-hmm. So be ready to come to the website on this Friday. Literally, yeah, just like that. And how far in advance do you start marketing that product? Uh, now, right, right now, like if it's a situation, okay, normally, probably like a week. Normally, like realistically, because we we do our drops so close together now. But before we used to do a freaking. I remember one time I think we did like a 12 day countdown. Like now we mm-hmm. were at a nine day countdown, which was pretty cool. But normally we don't even have that much time. Five days, five day countdown, you know, cause we're doing the drop so close together. Mm-hmm. And, and then how much product are you anticipating? Like when you say you sell out, right? So how many bottles, um, or may, I, I don't know if you know yet, like how many bottles are you anticipating having ready for like your next drop for the conditioner? I absolutely know where for, well, it's, it's going to be the, the conditioner is new, but everything is going to be dropping at the same time. Um, but we're going to try to do like at, at least 8,000. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And when, when's the next drop? October 10th. Nice. I'm getting mine and I don't even have locks. Cause she said <laughs> she had a, she had a, a post and it was like, can, can this work on your beard? Yeah. It can work on your beard. Can it work on this hair, this hair. And she showed all her products can work on different kinds of hair, not just locks. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got a, one of my employees, he's, he's actually Mexican and he loves the conditioner. <laughs> like it's really amazing. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's amazing. It's so light, you know, like for people with loose natural hair, you can really use it as a leave-in and it's just, it's fantastic. It's this super luxurious feel. It's a moisture that you, you're not uh, used to. It's like, it's really fantastic. So, so when hold on. Then, wait a minute. What do you, how are you going to tell me to hold on? Because I was going to ask her a question. I didn't want to forget it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rashonda Scott. What has been um, the most fa- your most favorite thing um, about being a, a business owner? Everything. I love my life. I think it's the it's the happiness for me. That's something I never thought I would feel. Like I remember being content for the first time, and I thought that was it. I thought that was the best I'd ever feel. So like actually, like to the point where it's like I didn't even believe in happiness. I was like, that's a myth. They lied. It's bullshit. And it's like to actually be happy. That's crazy. That's dope. Um, I know that back in the day, locks used to be called dreads. Now the focus is not calling them dreads, but calling them locks. Why is that? Um, my mom told me it's because it's nothing dread about it. That's just what my mom told me. You know, other people on social media. I mean, I think that that's really like the whole kind of like, you know, maybe there's like some other kind of meanings, but that's the main one that I've heard. I'm not like a super stickler. I know that saying, you know, dreads is a little bit more controversial, so I will stick to locks, and that's just what I'm used to. My mom raised me saying locks, so, you know. But I think that that's, that's, what, I've, that's what I know is the issue. Yeah. yeah. How, how long have you been growing your locks? 11, 11 years. Yeah. 11 years. Did you do the, the big chop, or did you, like, transition? Yeah, no, nah, I had a perm. I was nine years old. I had a perm, and my mom cut my perm off, and I was like, you know, Little little baby twist. Hmm. Nice. I just asked because I've thought about plenty of times getting. We're trying to get you some. <laughs> I've thought of plenty of times, but anyway, we have a final wrap up question, okay. and um, I think we know the answer to this. But the question is, who is someone you look up to and why? <laughs> why do you think you know the answer? Well, I was I was thinking like maybe you'll say your mom because you talked about her already. 
But I would like, I would like to be proven wrong. <laughs> you know, these days, it really, the answers really should be my mom. Like these days, <laughs> you know, normally I'll probably say Ava DuVernay is like one of my biggest like inspirations and, in, you know, in life. And I got like a portrait right there, commission made. But, you know, these days, definitely my mom, like we, we weren't always close. You know what I'm saying? But when I started, you know, my business and everything, and it's like I was kind of following in her footsteps, it completely changed our whole relationship. So, you know, these days I could definitely say my mom. That's so crazy. Because I know a lot of people, they they avoid the path that their mom is leading them down. And there's a lot of prosperity when you follow the person who was put on this earth to actually guide you. So, mm. Amen. Look at mm. you. Look at you preaching. thank you for coming on the show i know people are going to get a ton of value from this show uh good luck on your upcoming releases and products i'll definitely promote it how can we find you follow you support what you have going on support the next drop um i am near the lock god on twitter i my like most the most popular page is near the lock god on instagram um, I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't really gotten into that yet. I'm just too busy these days. Um, shop near the lock God on, you know, shop near the lock God.com if you want to buy my stuff. Uh, yeah. Dope. Nice. So this has been another episode of the Oglesby and Scott show. My name is Charles Oglesby with Rashana Scott signing off. What's going on, podcast listeners? This is your man, Donald The Voice, the official editor and podcast producer of The Oglesby and Scott Show. And listen, I just had to come in and tell you that we appreciate your listenership. And I want to give you a special offer for listening to this podcast. If you have voiceover, podcast, or video editing needs, let's talk. You can go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and I'll be happy to talk with you about what you need and how I can serve you. You want to sound good and look good so that people can feel good and do good as a result of listening or watching your content. And I'm here to help you make that happen. So let's talk. Go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and we'll talk. Have a good rest of the day evening morning whatever time it is and i'll talk to you soon